Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smartest Stronger Lena podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a nutritionist, certified health and nutrition coach, helping people like you to improve eating habits, to feel, look, and do your absolute best in this life. Guys, today is Wednesday, and we are continuing our conversation about overeating. So on Monday, we talked about how it's important to eat more balanced, protein-rich, but also fat-rich and fiber-rich breakfast to make better choices for lunch and dinner, feel less hungry, and uh, eventually stop eating too much for all the other meals. On Tuesday, we talked about stress eating and how to prevent that from happening, how to stop overeating when you're stressed at night or on the weekends uh, when you decide to you know, take some time off, take the pressure off and go all out uh, binge drinking or eating. So we talked about how we can prevent that. And today we're talking about emotional eating. Guys, emotional eating is when you use food to change your emotional state or when food is... uh, intimately, you know, really closely connected to some of the emotions. Like you experience that emotion and you eat. And it doesn't have to be a bad emotion. You know, many of us, we eat food when we celebrate things. Like my personal example, uh, one of the hardest things to rewire in my brain was to stop thinking about holidays or times with my family, uh, with my parents, with my sister and her family. Stop thinking about these times as uh, as about time when I eat a lot of food that my mom cooks, that my sister cooks, all of the treats that I thought about, but um, because I try to eat a really balanced, healthy diet, uh, every day I don't, you know, I never really ate Uh, sweets or treats on a regular basis, but on holidays during celebrations, that was my all-out time. And I had to rewire it because it didn't feel good. I couldn't really enjoy the rest of the holidays because I was just full of foods and I felt sluggish and low on energy. And then, you know, you didn't feel good about your body really because like you feel just stuffed. Um, And so I had to rewire that. And actually, while I was doing that, uh, my whole family changed their eating habits because, well, if Angela is not eating everything, then maybe I shouldn't be eating that too, right? And my mom started cooking less, my sister started cooking less, and then they started eating less. And my father, well, he he had to eat (laughs) less because he doesn't really cook. Uh, Anyhow, so little by little, I started to separate holidays and celebrations uh, from food. And with family, we started to build new family traditions. I proposed things like, well, let's go out and see a show or let's uh, go on some mini or bigger vacation or uh, let's go let's go and enjoy some uh, snow sports uh, on uh, New Year's or over Christmas, right? Instead of food, food, food. Let's go play bowling. Let's go to sauna. Um, so we started to rewire as a family our habits uh, of associating holidays with a lot of food. Instead, we started to associate it um, with a lot of experiences and a lot of time together. And, um, 
you know, our health improved, a lot of energy, waistline. So my parents uh, also improved that they were really happy about. Uh, so this um, disconnecting holidays and food was a big thing for me. So now we just eat normal amounts. Um, but then also I used to have that when I would feel sad or I felt also overwhelmed about something like work thing or that I couldn't figure out how to approach or it felt like it was too much work or I didn't know what to do, right? Um, I was anxious. So, or sometimes, you know, somebody uh, would tell you things that were not that nice. So maybe uh, they felt hurtful for for me, you know, not necessarily the intention of the other person. Um, and I didn't know how to deal with that. But I did not also like that feeling of, I don't know, sadness, loneliness, unfairness, overwhelm, anxiety. Um, and so I felt that. I didn't know how to deal with that. And I would eat foods to um, change my state uh, internally, biochemically, but also emotionally. And to kind of numb myself and just eat, 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 watch TV and uh, that would, of course, make me, at least for a moment, forget about all these troubles. And uh, it would feel, you know, everything is okay. You know, we have this food, we have the safety. Um, we're feeling happy while eating and our stomach is full, our belly is full. And so it's a little bit, you know, of happiness in your belly. Um, but that, of course, didn't um, resolve any of the emotions or problems. Uh, uh, and so at some point I had to uh, figure out how to deal with those emotions and situations like an adult without food. Um, I also like to give this example um, about emotional eating as uh, using food as a pacifier. You know, when kids are small, very often parents... Uh, um, my parents did that, yours probably too, like every other parent parent probably does it because, well, a lot of times you don't know what's wrong with your kid when he's or she's crying. And so uh, they start crying or uh, being, um, I don't know, sad or angry or misbehave and you give them food. And for a moment, they would be okay. And so as adults, a lot of times we don't uh, relearn this habit. Uh, we don't discontinue this habit. Um of using food as that tool to make it feel better. And a lot of it, again, has to do with childhood. That's, you know, you would feel sad, parents would give you food, you would feel sad or or angry or there are celebrations or anything. People would give you food in those emotional states. And they and that basically would wire you like a Pavlov's dog uh, to associate emotions with food. And there are Two things that you want to, you want to try start practicing uh, if you want to stop emotional eating because guys when you stop emotional eating food becomes just food and it's going to be so much easier for you to listen to more internal cues about whether you want this food or not, whether you're hungry or not, when you're full and it's enough or when you should eat a little bit more. Um, it's going to be so much better for you. You'll be so much better at handling handling all this, um, you know, internal cues, recognizing them and using them to guide your uh, eating choices instead of, again, eating on emotions. So first of all, don't eat in highly emotional states. Just if 
try to not uh, again link food with um very strong emotions uh, because then every time you feel that strong emotion your brain will associate that with food and you're more more likely to eat it so when you feel overwhelmed or stressed or sad or any other negative emotion or you just feel discomfort for some reason you don't know why but you just feel it so the tool is the action is to feel it don't try to change it right away or fix it no feel it and try to become more curious like ask yourself why is it happening what exactly is happening what is it am i what am i feeling why am i feeling this discomfort why am i overwhelmed why am i anxious why am i sad why am i feeling lonely why am i feeling stressed what is it why am i feeling this right try to figure out the reason like maybe what happened during um that day or the day before or has been happening for a while in your life ask yourself try to figure out what's causing this discomfort and then address this issue with actions not with food and that's what you what we all need to do what we all need to learn how to do as adults we need to learn how to address our emotional states without food because food is not the solution it changes our biochemistry in our blood but it doesn't solve the situation so you ask yourself why and what is happening right now and then if it's somebody that is causing that discomfort somebody outside you know of your own body then maybe go and have a talk with this person uh maybe you need to figure out that relationship that is happening you know and take some actions maybe you just need to sit with this discomfort maybe you're feeling sad because you because your i don't know loved ones are leaving maybe your kids are leaving your home or maybe you are leaving your home as a kid maybe you're leaving your parents or maybe you just had a breakup and maybe and it's okay to be sad you don't need to change it right away allow you the emotion to be without having to fix it even though it might be uncomfortable allow yourself some alone alone time maybe walk in nature so sit with that emotion learn to sit in the discomfort you don't need to fix it guys you don't need to be optimistic and happy all the time allow the emotion to play out right um again go for a walk if you want to change your emotional states do some exercise go to dancing listen to some music that you absolutely love that all will change your emotional state too but again sometimes you don't have to change it just sit with it or if you're feeling overwhelmed then address that maybe there is too much on your plate that you are keep putting on it then maybe take something out of this plate of this plate and maybe it's not doesn't have to be there it doesn't need to be there so think about that if something is making you stress well address that what is making you stressed or worried and why and does it even make sense to be stressed or worried about that maybe it's something you can't control and so let it go uh meditate on the thought of letting it go uh all of these tools you know they're very unique in every situation 
But the basic idea is to ask yourself why it's happening, what exactly is happening, and then try to address this situation with the solution that doesn't any, have anything to do with food because food doesn't solve anything anyway. And then realize that sitting with discomfort, it's okay. You don't have to fix everything right away. It's okay to feel that discomfort. And so this is part number one, right? When you're feeling un- something uncomfortable, when you're going through something maybe stressful or overwhelming. And then part number two is celebrations and all these positive emotions that we also learn as kids to um, associate with food very often. You know, our mom's cake or our grandma's cookies that made us feel so at home and welcoming and warm and cozy or this holiday family celebrations when you felt so much comfort and connection and there was a lot of food all the time, right? So all these positive emotions that now are associated with food in us. So how can you, you know, stop associating all these positive emotions with food? Well, it's a practice, guys. Realize that the this celebration, it's not about food. It's about human connection. It's about you reaching some significant point in your life. It's about spending time with your loved ones. It's about all of this, not about food. And if you want to have some food, then have a normal meal. Maybe um, just if you want to try that grandma's cake or your mother's cake or your sister cake or whatever is on the table, try a little bit. Make one of the things is uh, make a commitment to just try things, a bite of everything, but uh, don't overdo it like we all probably uh, either used to do or used you know to do it uh, in the past. And then maybe sometimes also try to not have any celebratory foods, but um, opt out for other experiences, organize those experiences. So try to bring new kinds of celebrations in your social circle, be that friends or family, that is not connected to food or booze or anything like that. Do uh, go and have experiences, connect with each other without that. Propose it, be a leader. And then also... If the rest of the family, your friend's circle, they uh, still want to have this food, you know, prepare something uh, special, then you personally have a regular meal with them. Nobody really cares whether you eat that cake or not. But again, if somebody does care, try it to be polite. And that's it. You don't have to eat all of it and a lot of it like most of the people will do around you. Try eating regular meals. Try to organize experiences instead of food. Uh, try to just try things without having to feel like you need to eat a lot. Um, but I, I guess the most powerful exercise uh, will be when you when you decide to celebrate in other ways. That you're going to feel like you don't need food anymore to celebrate things. You can do other things or just celebrate it, you know, inside. Um, say something nice to you. Do something nice for yourself. And uh, that's how you'll start disassociating food with emotions. And when you want that piece of cake, go and have it mindfully without having to celebrate anything. Not because you deserve it, but because for some reason you want it. And that's okay too. Um, the most important takeaway from this uh, podcast is 
Emotional eating is about strong connections between emotional states and foods. And so we want to break this connection, to disconnect emotions from food. And because of that, we need to practice how to deal with emotions without food. Uh, if you want to take this step forward and you want to not eat emotionally because it might be standing in the way of your health and fitness and your mental and emotional well-being, what you do is when you feel that state, negative state, overwhelmed, stressed, uh, sad, lonely, don't go for food. Figure out what it is and what you need to deal with it. And also, it's okay to just feel it. You don't have to fix it. And if it's celebratory kind of emotion associated with food, then also celebrate without food a few times. You don't have to do it every single time till the rest of your life. Never eat a piece of cake while celebrating, celebrating something. No. But know that you actually can do this and experience holidays and celebrations without food once in a while or, uh, you know, a few times, one without food, one with food, and realize that that's been always your choice, whether you use food for celebrations or not. And it's going to take practice, but with practice, you're going to get better. And once you realize that now food is just food, it has no emotional attachment to that, you'll enjoy your food so much more, guys. But also, you'll feel like you're like you are in control of your eating, not your eating is in control of you. You're going to be so much more mindful around food. Whereas most people, again, use it as a pacifier. You know, you sad, you eat, you happy, you eat. Uh, that just, you know, how when we were kids, we were wired and most of us still do it. And most of adults, to be honest, will never get out of it. And that's why food and being on some sorts of more balanced approach to eating would feel like a struggle to a lot of people. But maybe you are not that kind of people and you'll be able to use food as food and experience emotions as emotions separately. Um, so good luck with these experiments. I did it. I know it's possible. I was an emotional eater uh, in all the possible senses and now I'm not. I took uh, years but I did it. If you need any help, you know, specific exercises, something that you personally are struggling with right now when it comes to food and emotions, please reach out. I'll give you my best coaching tools you personally, because again, every situation is unique. Guys, don't forget also to check out the uh, Belly Fat Zero three months coaching challenge where you're going to learn so much so much about balanced eating and you'll finally be able to figure out what it all mean in nutrition world you know all these diets and fasting and macros and micros and how to do it on a regular basis so check out this challenge it's going to be amazing and transformative uh we'll also by the way going to be practicing uh stressed eating and emotional eating strategies there so check it out in the show notes guys thank you for tuning in Thank you for staying with me for so many months, years, and days. Really appreciate you. You feel like um, family to me. Thank you for staying tuned. And as usual, guys, till next time, eat better daily.